This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Shoppers John Deere presents live from West Palm Beach for the start of spring baseball. Thanks to Academy Sports and Outdoors, it's Payne and Pendergast on Sports Radio 610. All right, good to be with you. Yeah, big thanks to Shoppers John Deere for bringing us down here. We are in West Palm Beach. Yeah, it's awesome out it here. It is. It's beautiful outside, ducked outside. I couldn't, it sounded like there was an office phone going outside, uh, going uh, off in the street outside. Right. And uh, this is one thing. This is why when you travel to foreign cultures where you get to uh, experience different things, Sean. Yeah. Um, the garbage trucks here in the country of Florida, have, they sound like office phones. They do. It's a very sophisticated, yeah, yeah. It was weird. It's very space age. Yeah. It was more stressful to me than like an actual obnoxious truck sound. Yeah, you flipped out a little bit about that. Like, why was somebody answering that phone? <laughs> Judy, answer the damn phone, Judy. I don't pay you three ninety five an hour to sit there on your hands. That's right. Not answering the phone. That's right. Um, so uh, the pitch clock today. I'm anxious to. I am anxious to experience a game with this new sped up Major League Baseball. And can got. we be the ones? Oh, they're gonna frown on this in the press area because they're so stodgy in baseball. Let's unstodge them today. Let's. I want to get. I want to get a false pitch clock chant going down like they oh, do in college. Yeah. Our, our boss Parker yeah, was joking about this that last. Won't get night. us kicked out of the <laughs> press box at all. <laughs> Where you're not even allowed to. You really like exclaim anything loudly. I want to when the Marlins are pitching. Yeah. I want to like when the pitch clock is at eight. I want to start going three, yeah. two, right. one. Yeah, we can do that at the Astros field. You know, maybe when we go to the road games on Tuesday and Thursday, it would be a little uncouth. Uh, but at the home games, we can do that, I think. From know? the press area? Yeah, sure. Why not? You'll just explain it to Gene. He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. It's the opposing media people that I'm nobody, worried about. Nobody would pick that up and run with it. As yeah. about, like, I, can I wear like an Astros staffer gear, too? I'll wear like an Astros shirt, a polo, and do I'll it. be out there with a megaphone. Do it with, with a, with, while standing in like a garbage can with yeah. your legs sticking out the bottom and an Oscar hat. It, with a, and a telephoto lens. Right. I'll be out in the outfield with a telephoto lens lens but then also miscounting the pitch count yes. while the opposition is pitching um yes. so this so the pitch clock they so they started it up this weekend um the the big stories coming out of this were the games are significantly shorter including the astros played a game yesterday that was barely over two hours yeah yeah it was two hours nine minutes yeah which um that almost that does seem too short. I, I feel like, like all right, I barely feel like a I'm, soccer game. Can I get my money's worth out of this yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I would I, say you did because you probably, if you're a regular fan, that's probably like one or two less concessions that you bought. The concessions are interesting. I think what baseball would bank on is like, hey, we're just trying to make the product better overall. People have said this, and I understand where it comes from because I had the same knee-jerk reaction. Is people have said. Well, they're going to lose out on ad revenue, you know, from commercials. Remember, it's not a sales pitch count. 
It's not a sales no, pitch clock. No. Like there's not there's no pitch clock during the commercials. So yeah. the they'll, they'll still have commercials. The- <laughs> yeah. There'll still be 18 opportunities right. to break for commercial right. over the course of a baseball game and I'm guessing that those windows will be the same amount. I so. would think so. Yeah, I don't think they're going to reduce those. So back when the average length of a baseball game in back in 1945 was about 2 hours. Yeah. And it's steadily gone up to 3 hours over the course of the past 80 years. Uh, they're trying to dial it back to, you know, like 1970s levels, I suppose. I guess the ads, maybe, they also didn't run as many ads back then, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, they I had know. radio ads, or obviously not TV yeah, ads. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, they'll still get their TV money. The concessions, maybe they'll take a little bit of a hit, but they would just hope that it makes it more enjoyable for families to come out if they can get if they can get out of there a half hour earlier on average. Absolutely. And uh, over time, it all adds up. You, you had pointed this out to me. There's an article, MLB.com had the... Um, the they they went into the number of infractions with the timer with the pitch clock in the minor leagues when they first implemented this rule yeah. and in the first week there was nearly two per game and by the sixth week it was down to like Point one five. one every two games yeah yeah, yeah. so and it, like it settled in and that's where they realized after they tried it in the minors last year a lot of the questions that people are asking about right now have really already been answered and that's why. It, some players are complaining about it. Other players are saying, yeah, it's cool. It's no big deal. Um, it's going to happen. Like, and I, I think that I, there are a lot of people protesting this. I think that once it gets, once it becomes routine and you see the clock there, I don't think it's going to be as noticeable as people think it might be. Dude. It feels like, I know it feels like it's this, all, this huge shift. I mean, you're talking about something that adds up to, over multiple pitch after pitch after pitch, oh, yeah. after a couple hundred pitches in the game, it adds up to about 20 minutes total. It's not actually all that much different. There are some pitchers, there are a lot of times the pitchers and batters are operating at the exact same pace they were anyway yeah. beforehand. It's just some of the super slow exchanges are going to be kind of snuffed out. It is wild that they're doing this in the same, at the same time as the shift yeah. uh, restrictions with the bigger bases. Uh, that they're doing, uh, you know, and, and as part of the pitch clock rules, the pitchers can only throw over to first base twice. Yeah. Like, this is a... They can do it a third time, but they got to get the guy out. Pick if, the he guy off. if he doesn't, it goes automatically to second. gets an automatic yeah. steal. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, that's, like, it's... Each of these rules unto themselves are significant. That they're doing it all at the same time. I mean, honestly, Seth, it, it, it reminds me... I don't know if it's as big a sea change as college sports, yeah. but it's a little like college sports doing allowing NIL the same time they're t- changing the transfer rules to where guys can just leave and go to other schools in one year. Like, okay, if you did one of these things, like that's a massive change. Yeah. You're doing both at the same time. I, yeah. Like this, I, that's okay. what I can't wait for today is to go to the game and just see the pitch clock is what everybody's talking about, but I can't wait to watch the pitch clock combined with the pickoff rules, combined with the restriction and the shift, and just see what the whole thing feels and I, like. And I don't think, I think as far as the shift goes, I know purists don't like it because it's a, it's a new rule and it's, it feels like undue regulation. It almost gets political. It's almost like, no, I'm for small government. Um, which, and I get that, except that all it does is make it look more like the baseball that existed for a century. Exactly. So I do feel like it's, you're at odds with yourself if you're a purist, and I get it. But it's it just does make it more like traditional baseball. Um, and I know we've had a few people this morning say, like, baseball's fine. Why are they trying to fix it? I know it's fine for guys like us. Like, I feel like if you're if you're 50 or old, I'm 48. I feel like if you're 50 or older, 
It's, yeah, whatever. It's a little bit longer. Who cares? The important thing is from the year 2007 through COVID, like where that's since COVID, everything's been a little dodgy to try to look at attendance numbers and everything. But attendance was declining by 1% per year. Over the course of, of those uh, of those fourteen years, so it, which is it, basically the equivalent of the number of fans dying off each year. Yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> right. So it it really is more about like we can say, yeah, baseball's fine all we want. Yeah. If you're a business person and you're concerned about keeping your product relevant, you got to look and see what the young people like and what they're responding to, and they're like, okay, let's let's sexify this a little bit. Yeah. More, what are the kids into these days? More steals? Oh, we'll give them more steals. Yeah, that'll yeah. make it sexy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Steve Zabin, who's a host up in, in Milwaukee, he put up a poll. He's a funny dude. Um, he, he put up a poll. Uh, he said uh, on Twitter, you can get him at Zabe, C-Z-A-B-E on Twitter. He said, now that the pitch clock has been instituted in Major League Baseball, what else in life needs a pitch clock? Oh, yeah. Okay. He's okay, got four well, choices. Yeah. He's got four choices. Any any bar story with your buds, you know, so your buddy's telling you some story at the bar that's clearly exaggerated. Yeah. Um, checking calls with the wife, which I'll need to do a couple of those this well, that's week. That's a tricky one there. Yeah. That might be a pitch clock that you, maybe you, uh, you don't want to necessarily formalize that. You don't want that to be something that where you're like, okay, I've got a plan, and okay, yeah. Uh, an entree order at a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have does the shop is yeah. the shop yell at you? Yeah, have? yeah, okay. The last one. This would be my vote. Party goodbyes. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. Well, that's why you just do the Irish goodbye. You're the you're one of the master. You and Ted Johnson are the two best Irish goodbye guys I've ever met. Yeah. Is that something they teach you when you get to the NFL? <laughs> is that part of the rookie symposium? It's one thing I do. Well, it's like it is actually honestly, yeah, if you're an athlete, it's kind of part of that. Like there's always going to be one guy that's going to try to shame you into staying out later than you want to and yeah. you, you need to get your sleep. Yep. So, yeah, you just learn like, oh, well, I don't need to deal with that drama. I'm just leaving. I'm just going to go. And then and now see now Ted and I started practicing it in the day before uh, the days before texts. And that was a little bit – people would get angry with you because sometimes if you're out having a good time and somebody just disappears – There's then, no way to circle back with them. Then all of a sudden it's yeah. like, oh, my gosh, did they get abducted or arrested yeah, or something? Yeah, um, So that was – my brother used to get pissed at me for that. Okay. But I'm like, oh, I needed my sleep. Sorry. Yeah. You go, you go ahead and wring your hands off. Oh, I'm sure it kept you from uh, talking to girls or something. So, <laughs> you know? so, but, yeah, I would say the, the good guys from parties, if you had a pitch count on it, it's really – it doesn't matter because all it takes is the one – manipulative dude to try to shame you into staying out yeah that uh it, it's not a pitch count it's not a pitch clock issue it's more of a uh, a gag order yeah like listen no dude i'm, I'm leaving and that's the end of it what don't, is don't play out your insecurities about being alone on me man what is the appropriate pitch clock for an entree order at a restaurant I feel like if you can't get the order in in under like twenty five seconds, I would do it more like much. the limit on throws to first. I need oh, okay. Two alterations. Okay. You okay. Can ask for gotcha. Two alterations at most. Two like, okay. questions back to the server. Yeah. Can I swap out vegetables for that starch? Yeah. And can I get the, can I get this with no dairy or something like that? Which one do you think is winning this poll? Nearly a thousand votes in the goodbye. Yeah, fifty-four point four percent. It's beating all the other three combined. The tricky one that he should have, he instead of saying the story that your buddy tells at a bar, yeah, it's like okay, no, like some of your friends, like you want them to tell a long story because they're really good, they're at good storytellers, right? Yeah. It's a boring story. Needs to have a pitch. I would say 
That's got the least, by the way. Telling me about your dream last night. Oh, oh. that's usually even if it's a really good one, yeah. it's got to be like, dude, not in detail. Yeah, like, tell me like the, what's the main juice of the weirdness of yeah, it? Yeah, what yeah. What was it? You know, Cut I had a dream chase. a couple nights ago that I thought about telling you. Yeah, and it was that I was doing a radio show, and this was more relevant just to you because of your position with me. Right. It was that uh, we would do our pregame show, mm-hmm. and then for some reason there was a there was a show between the pregame show for the Texans and then the actual broadcast. Yeah, where I was doing it with uh, one of the equipment managers from my college football team, Doug, who was not a talk. What's weird about that? All, which was, but the, but the problem was that one time I got hung up and I wasn't there, so Doug was left doing the show solo, dude. Yeah, which is painful enough if you're an actual radio host and you're not prepared to do a solo show. But Doug was Doug was incredibly quiet and shy. And he, was, <laughs> he was livid with me. He was livid with me, and I was so I woke up so uncomfortable for like the next two hours. I felt like I needed to call Doug, the yeah. equipment manager, <laughs> and apologize because yeah, like I felt like I left him out there just hanging with no with no radio. Skills. You are sometimes though, kind of in that fuzzy stage of sleep where you it feels like what just happened was real. Yeah, and I've worried about that sometimes that I would actually because my phone's always next to the bed yeah i've worried about that that i would pick up the phone and actually call somebody in that fuzzy stage where no it was a dream but it felt real and i'm not totally awake yet i hear i've heard guys and women describe (laughs) scenarios where it seems to happen more often where the woman has a dream that the guy cheated on her and then she wakes up angry of Adam, yeah, like it'll stay angry at him for a while, yeah. Like usually, like the you know, uh, a good rational person after a while realizes, oh yeah, that's stupid. Amy went and slept in the other room one time when that happened. I was gonna say she went and slept with your best friend. <laughs> no, oh, that's a different time. Amy, Amy, went out, Amy went out and slept with my best. Just kidding, friend by the way. Because she, I'm, to get revenge. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, she was in that fuzzy stage of sleep for the next five hours. She went out and did a revenge hookup. Yeah, at eight a.m. <laughs> which is which is difficult even for a woman. <laughs> no, she did. She went in the other room and slept the other room. I'm she like, was why? Mad at you, she, huh? Yeah, from the dream. Yeah, yeah. What'd you do? I don't know. Must Apparently, pretty, I cheated. Yeah. Must have been a pretty descriptive dream. Yeah. Or detailed dream. Yeah, 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 yeah. Apparently, she wasn't giving up I those details. I feel like if a woman stays angry longer than that, then there's obvious. It's like a hint that there's a there's issue with the relationship. There, yeah. No, we went out to breakfast at first watch. It was great. We yeah. had a nice morning. Yeah, it was fine. With your best friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was weird. Yeah. She made me invite Joe. Yeah. It, was, <laughs> it was strange. Uh, all right. Payne and Pendergast, uh, we are with you here. We are live. We're, in in... Flor- we're talking about this stuff because we're in Florida. Yeah. This is the yeah. kind of stuff that happens in Florida. We're weird in West stuff. Palm Beach. Where it has a very Jeffrey Epstein vibe to it. You, it's just kind of, yeah, it's a CD, like super rich but seedy at the same time. I like to walk at least a few miles every day, yeah. but I this morning I got up. I was up pretty early, and I was going to walk, but I'm like, man, it's dark out there. I don't know this neighborhood. But you went and did the beta test for me this morning. You walked the neighborhood. I walked, yeah. Of course, you're 6'4", 285, and I'm little pudge wad here, wanna, <laughs> I got a better chance of getting my ass kicked than you. Yeah. I went out to Federal Highway, and I, I walked a mile down to where, like, there seems like to be a hoity-toity part on Lake okay. Avenue. So I walked I, down Lake I Avenue. I can do that part. I found yeah. an Irish bar that I think that, yeah, I think that you'll like. Okay. It had Gaelic printing on the sign, so oh, you yeah. know it's got to be good. It's a little racist, like, but uh, <laughs> you just assume I like Irish things. I'm not, yeah, I'm, pro, I, I'm pro-racist yeah, for you. Sure, thank you. The, with the Gaelic. Um, and, uh, and there's a, oh, the Irish Brigade. That's okay. what it was. And then I walked back up. On some other street. Okay. And it was uh, it was like, a, like, you know, the thing about in Florida is there's always, 
um, there's it, there's like an element of okay, it's six a.m. There are a lot of people that are still coming down off of something. Yeah, that's that's what I need to know. Them. You did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, see, that's not what that's I wanted. Not bad. To hear. Like, no, not in a violent way or anything like okay. that. Okay. It's also and it's just Florida's like the place where it's like people. So many people here were. Like trying to escape something, but not ambitious enough to go to California. Yeah. So it's like uh, it's it's almost like a depressing. Like this is hey, this is the best I could do. That's three whole time zones away. <laughs> Where's that pot of gold? California. How far is that? Oh, that's pretty far. <laughs> it's got the feel of like a place that whatever initially attracted people to make it a place. That part no longer exists. Yeah. So it's a place, it's a destination just to be a place. Obviously, there's weather and everything, but the people who actually live here, it's what Austin is becoming. Yeah. yeah. It's like whatever people are going to Austin now just because Austin is a place to go. Yep. Where the things that originally made Austin a place to go have long been squashed by all the people that have moved to Austin. So we say all that to say, is it okay for me to walk while it's dark out in the morning or should I wait till it's light outside? Oh, yeah. 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 You walk, just walk with uh, confidence. Okay. You're good. Yeah. Okay. The only we'll, thing, okay, this we'll is do the, the Vince McMahon strut around the neighborhood. This is the whole thing about walking anywhere at 4 a.m. Yep. As, I, as a lifetime of me being an early riser and walking in very d- different places. You have to remember that the person that's going to mess with you at 4 a.m. is typically like really messed up on drugs or they're kind of crazy. And you just got to understand that going into the interaction. Where you get in trouble is when you try to reason with an irrational person. Mm. So the person that's up, like, a, like the, the true, like, good, honest criminal. Is uh, he's in bed sleeping at four a.m., five a.m. You know, or he's off on a caper somewhere. Yeah, he's not going to be harassing you on the street. Caper. Yeah. yeah, the five a.m. guy is just crazy, and you got to come at it from their level and figure out a way to you know to, to distract okay. them with a pink unicorn okay. or something. Okay, I know I'm going to walk in the house tomorrow morning, and I'm going to have a sling on one arm and a crutch. I'm like, thanks a lot, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like Bugs Bunny. And I just had sitting, a bomb blow up. In whereas my... I'll be sitting and having a coffee with the guy who just assaulted you, <laughs> talking about various how I deserve it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he probably deserved it. All right, um, the uh, the Texans. The combine is going on this week. A draft related nugget making its way around league circles that I think will make a lot of Texan fans agitated if they do this in the draft. We will have that for you next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Shoppers John Deere presents live from West Palm Beach for the start of spring baseball. Thanks to Academy Sports and Outdoors, it's Payne and Pendergast on Sports Radio 610. All right, we'll uh, get you ready for uh, Astros spring training. We'll be there later today. Uh, the Marlins and the Astros over at the Astros spring training facility up in West Palm Beach. We'll be at Port St. Lucie tomorrow for the game against the Mets. We'll be back in West Palm Beach on Wednesday for a game against the Red Sox. And then it is off to Jupiter, Florida on Thursday for the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, I looked at the map of Florida this morning, Sean. Yeah. I, got the, I got the South Florida geography down pat. Good We're deal. Good to go, yeah. I think we can take this federal highway. There's a, we've got beach cruisers out there, I see. Um, at this Airbnb that we have. Okay. We could Let's ride do it. it. We could ride our bikes to, to some of these games. Yeah. The Astros. Let's well. go out to the ocean and just get on some wave runners and ride those up there. 20, we're, 20 we're, minutes to the north. Did, did you see where about... Um, I didn't realize this. I forgot that West Palm Beach is where Trump flies into from Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. And uh, like Trump's plane was there. Which is weird because it's the same. I've heard, it's the same plane as Trump Airlines from back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was having a moment. Where you know it's uh, uh like I like my my brain had broken. You saw it a when you landed something last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so we're like ten minutes from Mar-a-Lago. Okay, a lot of stuff around here. Not that I'm not gonna like I'm not going to see Mar-a-Lago or anything. No, 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 no. Is there anything no more notable about West Palm Beach other than uh, is, is, is this is this Home where, the Astros? Is this where Jeffrey Epstein actually was? I don't was this know. his haunt? Down I'm not here? sure. I'm okay. not sure. I'll let you look that up. I'll let you look that up. Um, we've we're getting some good pitch clock text in that I want to read here in a second, but just to pay off here. Uh, the uh, the combine is this week, and Texan fans are going to be dialed in on quarterbacks. We think, although Dan Weederer, who is a, an insider for the Bears, he works for our sister station up in Chicago, six seventy the score, tweeted this over the weekend: a draft related nugget that has been popular in league circles of late. The Texans, with a new head coach and a fairly new GM, that's an interesting. Nick's been here two years now, but okay, um, maybe compelled to delay their big QB dice roll until 2024. File that away, he says. Yeah, I, um, I wouldn't be 100% surprised if that happens. Um, I, I think that when I've seen people write about that, I saw in another mock draft somebody say that, that like the Texans might lose some goodwill if they do that, even after things have been so good with D'Amico Ryans. I think the D'Amico Ryan's hire specifically actually buys them a little time in that regard. I think that people just at this point want to give, like they want to give D'Amico a long runway. And a lot of people also feel like, okay, well, what do you, what are you throwing a young quarterback into right now? If he comes in, I don't share that opinion, but I think a lot of people do believe that. Yep. Um, so I, I think there's more tolerance for waiting a year than, than a lot of people outside of Houston might realize. Okay. So they don't draft a quarterback. Then their solution at quarterback is one of two things. It's Davis Mills for another year. Oh yeah. Or a veteran free agent quarterback. Right. Which do you think it will be? I think it would be a Garoppolo. More so. Okay, than you just answered my next Carr. question. Yeah. It was veteran free agent. I was going to ask you to what level it would be. Garopp- yeah. you think so? You think there's a chance Jimmy Garoppolo is a quarterback? Well, you asked me which it would be. So Why veteran other- quarterback or Davis? Oh, Mills. oh, yeah, oh yeah, okay, yeah. all right. Ve- veteran quarterback. I think it would be Garoppolo with the understanding that Garoppolo will get injured, and then so it'll be a hodgepodge of Garoppolo and Davis Mills. Okay, and it's a it's a short term 
fix to get through and try to become more credible, maybe see what you have in Davis Mills, but that ultimately you're still kind of waiting. Which, and again, as Casario would remind people over and over again, the draft is just one way to acquire people. Yeah. So, like, as in, you know, two of the last three Super Bowl winning quarterbacks have been veterans that a team traded for in the version of Tom Brady or Matt Stafford. It's just, there's, it's, it's not as... It doesn't have to be as straightforward as, like, we gots to get a quarterback in the draft. No, it's a more fluid market now yeah. than it's been. I mean, look, if, if, if you had a team if you had a team that was in the right position roster-wise with everything but a quarterback, if the Texans, if the Texans had the team the Jets have right now, right? The yeah. Jets have been a team that have struggled the last several years, picked very high in the draft, but they've gotten the last couple drafts right, other than quarterback, where they whiffed horribly. But they won seven games last year. The talk in New York, I'm guessing, is, okay, if the, if the Ravens put Lamar Jackson on the non-exclusive franchise tag, should we be making an offer to him and giving up two first-round picks? Yeah, we don't need to do that. No, the Texans don't, right, but, the, no. but, but I'm, I'm kind of backing up your point, yeah. which is there's way more ways to skin a cat getting a quarterback now than there were even like three or four years ago. Yeah, it's, um, and so that's where, again, I don't think that D'Amico, and D'Amico basically hinted at as much that, you know, you know, like he said, don't fixate on the quarterback because what happens when your starting quarterback gets injured? He has experience with that in San Francisco, obviously. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, though, but he also does have experience with it in Houston where when Matt Schaub got hurt, um, you know, it made a big difference in that year. That yeah. was D'Amico's last year in Houston was in 2011. So I think that... Um, it wouldn't surprise me if that happens, I, especially because, you know, you look at like John Harris just put his Harris 100 2.0 out. Yeah. And his two best players in this draft are Will Anderson and Jalen Carter, the, the defensive Who line. would you rather have of those two? I feel like we spend all the time talking about Stroud. And I Young. like Jalen Carter. Yeah. He's just a big old beast of a He's a beast. Machine. Yeah. He's, it, he's, he's, he'd be a great pick. Yeah. I feel like Jordan Hurts being so good in his rookie year helped, uh, helped as well. Uh, not Jordan Hurts. Jordan uh, Davis. Jordan Davis, yeah. excuse me. Thing. I mixed Jalen Hurts and Jordan. Same team, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so if um, I, especially on this defense, except that, like, obviously, if they feel good about these quarterbacks, I, by all means, draft one of them. Yeah. yeah. I, this is my, my own personal feeling about them not drafting a quarterback. Yeah. And this, this is probably not a great reason to, to say draft a quarterback this year, but I just, as a fan, just purely as a fan, it would be tough for me to go through another year where I feel like we don't have a plan in place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there, if you don't draft a quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo cannot be the plan to win a Super Bowl. He's a plan to get you through a season. I don't want to just get through another season. I want to feel like this thing's finally starting to build towards something. And I get it that if you, yeah, use those picks to fortify the roster, you're yeah. building towards something in a different way. The quarterback is just a much more tangible thing to me. And again, it's not a great reason, but that's just how I would feel going into the upcoming season. The, uh, Ross Tucker, our friend, uh, one of our listeners just sent this in, and it got chopped up a little bit, listener, so I apologize if I'm missing the tone of your text. But I, I think it, Ross Tucker has a draft podcast. Yeah. Is, uh, the the host of it is Emery Hunt, and he does it alongside Ross Tucker. But he's got Anthony Richardson listed as his top quarterback. And I feel like that was a big theme this weekend. A lot of people coming out and saying, hey, look, Anthony Richardson's got the most upside here. And it might be boom or bust, but if you're looking for a guy that might genuinely turn into the real deal and be like have electric physical skills, and if he can just be more consistent in the other areas of his game, 
then he might be the guy. So he's got Anthony Richardson listed number one overall. Do you feel like the Texans – would it surprise you if the Texans took Anthony Richardson? Yes. Yeah. It would surprise me. It would surprise me because I've heard Nick Casario has listed when we've asked him multiple times about what's important at the quarterback position. He goes out of his way to accentuate the accuracy, anticipation, leadership, presence, all those things, and then secondarily talks about the physical traits. And there are like, and yes, yeah, as far as the, and I think D'Amico is that same way because D'Amico. And just talking about the guys that he's worked with, Fred Warner specifically on defense, he's a fifth-round pick. You know, like a guy, or was he a third-round pick? Third-round pick. Third-round pick. Third-round yeah. pick. Um, but not, you know, not like a consensus, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be awesome. It, they, they veer more towards on the side of like, okay, is he a, first, is he a football player first and foremost? And with a quarterback, perhaps, they want to see the deal. Now, you might say, well, they drafted Davis Mills, right, in the third round. Yeah, you know, like, so yeah. So the upside, there was upside there. But that's the kind of guy you take a shot on in the third round. Do you feel like Anthony Richardson's upside is so great that you would, uh, that you would I don't want to say waste, because that's just assuming he's going to fail, but would you take a, a chance with a number one or number two overall pick on a guy that's got a huge upside but right now has way more downside? Yeah, I, I, think, they would, I think they would draft a quarterback with that pick that they weren't like a billion percent comfortable with. I just don't know that... Richardson's traits line up with the type of quarterback they would view as a risk they would take. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he's a, and like Malik Willis is a different type of quarterback, but still had some of those elements to him where you look at him and you say, okay, wow, the upside could be really, really good if yeah. it works out. And then when he gets a chance, but so people take him and knowing that he's a huge, you know, he's a project. But then when Malik Willis gets in in his first year, after conceding that he's a project, he gets in his he first sucked. year and you're like, oh my gosh, what a waste of a pick. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, well, I, yeah, wasn't the thought that yeah he's gonna he's gonna take some time to develop. Uh, uh, yeah, no, totally, no, I, 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 the Richardson thing super intrigues me. I'm super intrigued by him. I don't. I just don't see. I feel like the only reason a team would draft Richardson right now is if they already have a quarterback that they like. Um, if they have a no, but that doesn't make sense either. Unless no, they have I, a bet, if they have a David Carr or, or a Derek Carr, well, or I could like see that. a yeah. team that's already a good team but has an aging quarterback. To yeah. use a first round pick on him. You know, some playoff team that's got a that's got an older quarterback. It works out all the time. Look at how happy everybody's been in Green Bay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what if all Aaron right. Rodgers? What if Aaron Rodgers goes to goes to Las Vegas with a trade? But then the, they draft Anthony Richardson. They, yeah, like that'd Anthony Richardson falls to the second round or that'd, something. That'd be funny. Richardson. That would be funny. All right, um, Payne and Pendergast with you. We will um, we'll get you ready. Things that we will be watching for today at the uh, Marlins and the Astros game um, in West Palm Beach. We will be there today. We'll have you covered. We'll be doing Facebook Live a little later on. We'll be checking in on the other shows live here from West Palm Beach as well. So we got you covered all week long here at Spring Training, and it's brought to you by Shoppa's John Deere Academy Sports and Outdoors as well, helping us get down here to Florida. So what will we be looking for in the game? We'll do some crosstalk as well with John Lopez. That is coming up next. Stay there. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, 
You deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Shoppers John Deere presents live from West Palm Beach for the start of spring baseball. Baseball. Thanks to Academy Sports and Outdoors, it's Payne and Pendergast on Sports Radio 610. All right, final segment. We will uh, do some crosstalk with John Lopez in just a little bit. He and Landry Locker got you for the next four hours on In the Loop. Seth and I will be checking in on uh, on both shows, the In the Loop and the Drive, as, uh, as things play, continue to play out here in Florida uh, with the Astros spring training. We will be at the game today between the Marlins and the Astros our checklist of things that we are excited about seeing today, Forrest Whitley pitching in an actual game against other major leaguers or um, possibly soon to be major leaguers, Jose Altuve having to uh, essentially turn his batting routine up to 45 or 78 RPMs um, because uh, he needs to be in the batter's box. He's got to stop fiddling with his gloves. I wonder if he just starts doing his routine while standing in the batter's box. He just doesn't get out. You know what I mean? Just take some. Well, it's not. you've got to be ready for the pitch. Okay, you've got to be so alert to the pitcher. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, instead of, you know, just oh, stepping back. Instead of stepping back, out to take the dirt yeah, from the, yeah. Just, yeah. you know, just to put the, you know, put the bat down, fix your gloves, and stay in the box the whole time. He just speeds it up. He'll be fine. He's, uh, I was actually surprised that Tucker him, was the so. one that was complaining about it. Well, put some gloves on then. Tucker's probably still in a bad mood from losing his arbitration case. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, he said... That, that would was, stick with me for a little while. What? His was one... Of, usually what happens is that when somebody speaks in person, the quoted word, the printed word, looks harsher or more extreme than it actually yeah. was. I feel like with Tucker, when his quotes about... Whether or not he had any hard feelings about arbitration sounded like he was handling it all right because I saw some headlines that said like, "Oh, it sounds like there's no hard feelings or anything." But then when you read the body language and you know and look at how he's how he's delivering what he said, I it looked like there were maybe some hard feelings. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's two and a half million dollar difference. Hey, man, this is Manfred, not the Astros. With the pitch clock, it's just bro. business, don't baby. Take it, well, no, I'm sorry. As far as like, don't don't take out your feelings about the pitch clock oh, on the yeah. Astros too. Yeah, he's upset with the pitch clock, but don't let that filter over yeah. your feelings about the Astros. I think he's still upset over the two and a half million. I know. I asked for seven and a half million a year in my last contract, and Odyssey said no, and I was in a bad mood for a long, long time. Most people, the majority of people, I would guess, yeah, uh, if they ask for two and a half million dollars more yeah. than their boss wants to give them. It's a bigger percentage difference. That's what I was looking for than it was with with Kyle Tucker. Yeah, it was yeah. for me. Um, but when I but I was it still it messed with me for a little while that they didn't give me my two and a half million dollars. Something to be said for it, Sean. I mean, if you just went out and decided that you were worth two and a half million more than whatever you're making right now, 
you know, I'm not saying there's a good chance, but there's a chance out there somebody would just say like, oh, really? I've learned that with advertising rates. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's much less based on the well, Okay, so like when people were criticizing uh, Fox for spending as much money as they were on yeah. Tom Brady, and they'll say like, well... That's not going to increase ratings. People don't tune in. Like, it's not about increasing ratings. It's how much you asking for the advertising. Right. And there's something about selling Tom Brady as part of your broadcast package. Yes. It's a lot more appealing. And they'll say, well, this is how much we're charging for advertising. And people will say, why? And we'll say, look, it's Tom Brady. Yeah. And then the, the advertisers say, oh. Mm, okay. So likewise for you. You're yeah. Like, this is what I'm I worth. I should. I should have just spitballed a big, a big fat eight-figure number out there for somebody. I Damn. remember when... Um, they did that with uh, Rush Limbaugh once. I can't remember who was interviewing him. And she kind of asked him, like, are you worth $100 million or however much that, that contract was? And to, like, to put it to the flip side of somebody that like, wouldn't like Rush Limbaugh, like, like Howard Stern, same thing. Yeah. Either side of the aisle. Um, yes, both those guys are totally worth it because they actually make more money for their companies Absolutely. than that. So, like, yeah, their companies are making more money than that off of them. So, of course, they're, they're worth They're good, it. yeah. yeah. Um, you're worth whatever the hell you say you're worth, as long as you're actually actually worth some it. Revenue. Yeah, zero eight six six trailer wheel and frame text page. This goes back to things in life that need a pitch clock. Yeah, life pitch clock. Talking in staff meetings, the equivalent of throwing to the throwing uh, the limit on throwing to first base. Asking more than two questions in a staff meeting. We yeah. have some coworkers that would definitely get penalized for. Uh, Certainly for the um, not as much the throw as, over to first base rule. Not as much as they're used to. I feel like pre-COVID, it, it got a little bit bloated. We've weeded some of them out. Remember we had our, our, our previous boss when he first came on, he decided like, okay, we'll have a staff meeting with like everybody. And one thing we found out at that meeting was like, man... The people doing the most talking at this meeting need to shut the hell up. Right, it's a lot of the guys that like, like were like part-time employees and stuff were like giving their their treatises on what needed to happen at the station and everything. And, and meanwhile, you're like, I just want to get out of this. I meeting. just want to go home. It's, it's eleven p.m. on a weeknight. You yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yep. Those guys needed a pitch clock. Yes, <laughs> did they ever? Um, John Lopez is uh, is in studio. Hello, John, boys. You, hi, how are you? I am fantastic. So are we, man. We're excited. We're going to check out some baseball today. We're going to be checking in with you guys. Did you have a nice weekend? Oh, man, I had a fantastic uh, weekend. Very busy. Uh, Did not go fishing this weekend in a shocker, so I did a bunch of stuff around the house. Did some wedding planning. That's uh, T-minus. That's coming up. It's like two weeks. Yeah, T-minus 13, 12 days, something like that. Oh, man. That's going to be fun. I can't wait. I set up. Uh, a- I set up the uh, the 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 service, like because you know I'm I'm doing the service. I, I got ordained. Oh for yeah, this. I don't think people know wait, that. Wait, you're marrying them? I am marrying them. They asked me. It was quite uh, humbling and honor and an honor. And so uh, I got them over to the house Saturday, and uh, we went over the whole thing and uh, how I'm going to do it and what I'm, I got to come up with a sermon. You oh wow sermons a need pressure. a pitch clock, by the way. Sermons do need a pitch on. That's a good one. Sermons need a pitch clock. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna, you're giving like a religious sermon. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a very. I got ordained at the Universal Life Church. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm they, you're supposed to give like a little bit of a you know what marriage means slash sermon slash uh, commentary. I'm thinking about doing a live read in the middle of my service. Of course you are. A lot of times people try to go non-denominational with their wedding services, and understandably so. You should go hyper-denominational. You should have a very specific set of beliefs, John, and try to impose them on everybody there. Yeah. 
Basically, um, do a fire and brimstone of why everybody's going to hell. And John, let me know if you do that. I'll be your hype man. Like, if you need somebody in the yes. crowd there, because I'll be at the wedding. If you need somebody to go, like, sing it, Soul Sister, you know, or whatever. <laughs> preach, preach, Lopi. Before yeah. we get to the rings, I'm in it here for Texas Star Grill Show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that I hope happens. Um, you know what? You just gave me an idea. I might have to do that at the beginning. That would be funny. That would be funny. Um, are they going to tip you appropriately? Uh, uh, I'm tipping wife? them far more than they're deserving. Hand <laughs> 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 them an invoice. For I, actually, oh my yeah, gosh. what is the standard tip for a minister? We tipped ours. Um, I think 500 bucks. Whoa. Yeah. I wonder if we I tip. Uh, I always. Uh, I always tip the altar boys slash acolytes, whatever, uh, as much as I do the priest. Oh, oh, oh really? really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's nice. Interesting. Because they do it on their own. They volunteer yeah. for it. Yeah. Fun fact. The, volu- the wait, the altar boys volunteer. They don't yeah, for weddings. Like everything else they're anything. everything else they're assigned, but for weddings they usually say, Hey, anybody want to do a wedding? Oh, okay. Yeah. So Yeah, fun fact, the minister that married me and Amy is Aaron Raybald's grandfather. Oh wow. Fr- uh, engineer here at uh Sports Radio six ten. Yeah. So there's that. that. That was a big part of the weekend, and a lot of yard work. Everybody was doing yard work this weekend. Did you get appropriately agitated about the pitch clock in Major League Baseball? I love the pitch clock. You do? Okay. Love, well, then the love, answer to that is no. You weren't agitated at all. the pitch clock. I okay. do. Yeah. Do you like it for the, because of the shortened games or just because of the increased pace of play? Not just shortened games and increased pace of play, but fans. Fans are going to want to be able to go more. I, I mean, that, that's just like they will. I will. You know, a lot of times it's like a commitment of three and a half hours, and and uh, and I would go like, eh, maybe we'll go in the third inning and watch a little bit, come up. You know what I'm saying? I think so. More- the pitch clock is going to compel you to buy more baseball tickets. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I think it will. It will a lot of people, even though they won't admit to it. I think they're going to they're going to say, you know what? It's two and a half hours. Let's go. Yeah, I see a lot of people. Um, there are a lot of people that uh, claim that they've never once complained about the pace of play or about the length of baseball games, which stands in stark contrast with their Twitter search history. Exactly. <laughs> which, yeah, like I, dude, you can love you can love baseball more than anybody else in life, but if you're sitting there in a three-hour boring game. It's a boring game. Yeah. Yes. Like, and at the very least, uh, speeding up the pace of play should hopefully make uh, more games less boring. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Yeah, I don't know. The videos I saw of it kind of stressed me out this weekend. I gotta, I'll, I'll see how it is live. Well, my big take on that, and, and I would be arguing with you on this if I were a guest on your show, as I am right now. Yeah. Um, that's why we have spring training, boys. I mean, that, yeah, that, I know. That, 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 that's it. Yeah, why? Are, yeah, Sean, you're uh, you're you're too much of a negative Nelly about like expecting everything, like all the about? glitches to be uh, to be. I'm the just telling you, stress forever. me out. It's yeah. a mental health issue you as much be, as anything, dude. As you get older, you need to present yourself with new challenges like this, uh, or you're gonna get stupid and die. I am going to the game today. I told yeah. you, I'll try. I'm gonna test drive it. Still, I'm not totally throwing the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> what do you got going on on the show, John? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, is that really happening again? Um, that's. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, and Bryce Young not throwing, maybe it's irrational, but kind of bothers me. It, okay. It bothers I, if me. I could pick somebody on the staff, it would bother. It would have been John P. Lopez. Yeah, thank you. I'm yep. here for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. Have a good show. We'll be checking in with you a little later. All right, man. All right. Have a good one. John Lopez. You've got him. You've got Landry. You've got Figgy Fig. Seth, antibodies and spring training baseball to you, my friend. Antibodies, and I need to borrow some sunscreen. I just realized we're totally I got a whole, whole yeah. jug of it upstairs. Okay. We're good to go. Uh, all right, we will, uh, we'll see all of you tomorrow. We're off to uh, 
to go check out the Astros and the Marlins. We'll be keeping you up to speed all day today on our social media with our shows here in the middays and the afternoons. And uh, keep it tuned here all week long. Live from Strength Training, big thanks again to Shoppa's John Deere for bringing us down here to Florida. We will see you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Have a great day, everybody. Antibodies to you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.